The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. All I have to do is think of me in my peace of mind. Yes, we are here. It's finally happening. We are finally doing it. After long last, I am here with the great, the always knowledgeable, Share Delaware. Yes, always, always knowledge. You you drop them. You drop that knowledge. You drop that knowledge. As I, I am, you're looking, you're looking like you you're about to you're about to say the you know the your acceptance speech at, at the Grammys. <laughs> like it's it's looking looking great. How you doing, Share? I am doing great. I am always knowledgeable about One Tree Hill, though. So that's fair. What's funny is I actually did not watch One Tree Hill when it was on TV. I did not start watching it until years later like i think it had already ended when i started watching it and i've seen it ten thousand times now so you know yes we are here for our one tree hill character tier list to go along with my tier list with with steven jensen for degrassi dudes where we've done characters we've done couples with my tier list for the oc with maggie we have another character tier list so i had to bring in someone who is knowledgeable about one tree hill me, myself, you, as you know from the peri- previous tier list, I like me a, a teen drama. And, you know, I had to check this one off my list. I remember when I first started watching it, I think it was midway through season four when it was actually airing. And I, I was, I think I was still at my, I was still with my mom. I may have been 17, 18 years old. And she, we had this channel, it was called the Soap Network. Yes. And yeah, they used to rerun all the like season one, season two, season three stuff. And then they were even playing season four as it was going on yeah. on CW. And I was like, all right, I, I caught up on it on Soap Network. And then I started watching the CW. So I watched the end of season four. And then it was like, I think it wasn't even when it was season four was actually a- airing. I think it were airing the reruns mm-hmm. of season right before season five. When we did uh-huh. the time. and then I started watching. I watched season five. I watched season six live, and then I just kind of fell off on it. I moved out. Uh, I got my own place. I was watching, you know, all the wrestling and basketball stuff that I usually watch and other shows, and I just tailed off on it. And then it wasn't until I found out that Cher was a fan of One Tree Hill very recently, and then I realized that HBO Max had all the the seasons that I missed. And I more recently, I think at the end of 2022, I like did a complete binge watch of all the stuff I already saw up until, you know, season seven. And I watched season seven, season eight, season nine, which was very tough, Cher. It was very. I told you. I told you. (laughs) Very tough. 
to get through, but I did it. And when I do rewatches, I don't watch the last season because it is a struggle. It was just basically they wanted another season and everybody's like, I'm not signing on for all that. So freaking Nathan gets kidnapped. And it, I mean, it is the dumbest. I always laugh. I love One Tree Hill. Okay. This is no shade to One Tree Hill. They're living in a small town in North Carolina and like everybody ends up rich and successful and any freaking bad thing that could possibly happen happens. How do you drive your limo off a bridge? Like it's not happening like season one. Like you it's all a normal like teen drama show, and then Lucas and drunk Uncle Keith get hit by a car because he stops in the middle of the road. And that's the first they, they oh, so many car accidents in this show. So many. Like, <laughs> why did they let these people drive? And then Keith, the only person that can fix a car, gets killed. Like, don't get me started on that. That still gets me so angry. We're gonna we're gonna talk about we got all the characters. So this is a character tier list, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like, like, I, like we've probably said with the OC, maybe we'll come back and do like a season ranking. Cause there's more seasons than the OC. OC only has four seasons. This has nine. So we can, we can do like an, another whole video just ranking the seasons, which, uh, spoiler alert, the last couple of seasons probably are at the bottom of the list. Um, <laughs> well, and it almost feels like two different shows after yeah. the time jump. Like it's so many different characters and it's, it's kind of like Saved by the Bell. It's like the college years and high school. Like you had to lose some of the characters in the college years. Not as good in the college years, you know, like, yeah. But we get a lot of Brooke Davis, so. This is this is the only reason I kept watching is because I was like, okay, Brooke Davis is here. All right, cool. I, I've met Sophia Bush and I've literally the the what I was I was when I was working at a hotel and I was the front desk manager and we had like a party on one of the floors and she came in and I literally had to stop her and be like, Brooke Davis is my hero. <laughs> she was like, she was she popped, she popped. She was like, Oh, thank you so much. I was like, Yes, yes. Brooke oh Davis. yes. Absolutely. Love me some B Davis. Yes, uh, you, you already you can already tell where she's gonna go here. But let's show the people uh, the character tier list that uh, that we have come up with here, where you have the uh, top, the top of the top, which is the uh, Ravens Hall of Fame. That is the the best characters, the goat characters of One Tree Hill. Okay. You have. Yes, the goats, the Ravens Hall of Fame. If you don't know One Tree Hill, the one, the uh, Tree Hill Ravens is the basketball team. So the the One Tree Hill is basically like there's there's teen drama stuff, there's basketball stuff, and there's family drama. So that is like the the nucleus of most of this. And the the Tree Hill Ravens is the prominent high school basketball team that really a lot of the storylines spread out from and so for anyone who is new never watched one tree hill that is kind of my synopsis how do you view it as someone who's not particularly a big basketball fan what do you think about how that is like a major element of the show so i like basketball i just don't watch professional basketball anymore um i grew up a jazz fan so you know like wow. <laughs> jerry 
Jerry Sloan was from my hometown. So it was kind of like, you have to be a jazz fan if you live here, you know, and we hated the Bulls because Chicago, we're Southern, you know, but I enjoyed it because I enjoyed that it was not just centered around drama. I mean, it's centered around drama, but like, that's also part of the storyline is being on the team and trying to win and it pulling people together and everything like that. Um, I will say, I don't know why Peyton Sawyer had to be a cheerleader. (laughs) She's the most uncheerleader person ever. She's the least cheery person I've ever seen. So I never really understood that, but you know, I, I enjoyed that it was, um, centered around basketball yeah then we got since it is a primarily a, a lot of the years were in uh high school we got the yearbook so these are like the great characters that you you want to sign your yearbook that would be prominent in the yearbook then we got good characters so these are just good characters maybe they're not the upper echelon they're not in the ravens hall of fame and they they you wouldn't want them to sign your yearbook but they were good characters overall then we get into the lower tiers where were you on the show like those are the <laughs> characters of like do we even remember what they did on the show or did they do anything memorable on the show and then of course there are the trash characters and this Which is, is a not... lot of them <laughs> A lot of them are trash. A lot do trash things, uh, commit crimes, murder. Uh, is there anyone on this show that didn't commit a crime? That is true. That is a good point. Maybe I mean, Haley. I think, yeah, May- Haley is the only good person. Saint Haley. The- Saint Haley, yeah. Saint Haley is the only mouth. Maybe mouth. Maybe mouth. Yeah, maybe mouth. Maybe mouth as well. But yeah, there's a lot of trash characters for multiple um, reasons, and we'll discuss that here. So let's get into this character tier list. And I I had to, I I told Cher before we got started that I literally had to look up a couple of these characters' names because I know who they're related to, but I didn't know their actual name. So first person on this list, I had to look up his name. He is Robert Theodore. Ted Davis Jr., who is the father of Brooke Davis, uh, for for multiple seasons, we literally did, never saw this guy. It was always talked about in some way. We knew that he was rich, successful, and that he uh, gave money to to Brooke, and then didn't give money to Brooke, and uh, <laughs> we we knew a, a couple of things. And then it wasn't until the latter seasons that we actually got introduced to him. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I think it was after Brooke got into a relationship with Julian, he actually had to meet Brooke's uh. Brooks' father, and we got to know him a little bit, and how he kind of used Brooke in those latter seasons, using her success when she wanted to kind of venture off and start her own new business after Close Over Bros kind of uh, fell by the wayside, thanks to her mom, Victoria, which we'll get into. But what's your thoughts on Robert Theodore Davis Jr.? Trash. He's trash. He wasn't around when his daughter was growing up. Like, how do we never see? We see Peyton's dad and he's living on a boat. How do we never see you, dude? He's never around. And then, like, 
he loses, they lose the money or whatever it is. And she has to move in with, like, he's terrible. He was a terrible father. And then only came around when she was making money. He was terrible. Pretty much. There's, there might be a lot of parents here that are put into the trash. But I, I, I honestly, I don't know if I put him in trash more than, like, were you even on the show? That's fair. Because yeah. I. So what do you think? I'd say, were you even on the show, even though he was trash, just because we had to look up his name. And if you would have shown me that picture, I would have been like, I don't think that person was on the show. <laughs> That's why I was like, I was like, yeah, he did do a lot of trash things, but it was mostly off camera. I don't even know. Like, if I never, if we did this character tier list before I rewatched and did my binge watch of the entire series, I probably would have said, is, is this per was this person even on the show? So yeah. I think that's the appropriate place to to put him in here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next, we have another later season character, Alex Dupree, uh, who was introduced as kind of like a model for clothes over bros in the later seasons, and then she became more of like a prominent role. Uh, I most remember her for two things. I remember her relationship with Chase. Which was which was cute at times. It was actually nice at times until she just bailed on him. And I remember her being the main heel and trying to keep apart uh, Brooke and Julian. and Julian. Yeah, like she was the third wheel in that yeah. whole situation. She had like a drug problem, which Julian was trying to help her out with. And she became like the main obstacle to the last hurdle, really, I remember for Brooke and Julian. When we all just wanted Brooke to be happy, she was the reason why she wasn't happy because yeah. she became an obstacle in their relationship. So any thoughts on Alex and where do you think we should put her on this list here? So I have this problem. I love Alex Dupree. I think that she had one of the best character arcs on the show because she was just like a spoiled kid, basically. And people just gave her whatever she wanted. And then she does finally start growing up and becomes friends with the other girls and everything. Okay. So for her, I would I would personally just have her like good characters because she wasn't on it long enough for me to put her anywhere else. But I don't think that, like she was trash at first if they wouldn't have given her the character arc, but she definitely had one of the best character arcs on the show. Yeah, I was glad when she like cleaned up her life and it it became more of a platonic relationship between her and Julian. That was good. And then she yeah, she did kind of integrate herself within the girl circle kind of because there was a lot of female characters by the end. A there. lot. A lot. I was like, I was like, God damn, they did a whole episode on their bachelorette party because <laughs> there were so many females that they could do that. So uh yeah, I, I would I would say, yeah, she deserves to be a good character because she did have a good arc outside of the stuff that I mainly remember her for when she was kind of a trash heel. Um <laughs> Next, we have another person. I had to look up her name because I was legitimately just going to go on here and call her Brooke's real mom. We have Ellie. Oh, Ellie. Ellie, yes, Ellie, Ellie. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't think Nikki is on this list. 
which which you just reminded me of her and i'm like damn you know she's not on her list so peyton's real mom yes peyton's peyton's real mom uh peyton's real mom ellie uh she was introduced i believe in season three uh where after kind of uh peyton's dad goes off on the boat uh, she discovers her real mom. It's first like she's like a writer and she wants like to use like Peyton's pictures or use her for the writing. And then eventually she finds out that uh, that's her real mom. She has cancer. So that's why she wants to get close to Peyton. Mm-hmm. Peyton has a lot of animosity toward her. And then, uh, you know, they reconcile a bit and then she kind of pushes her away when she's about to die. And then she tries to come back to her. And she finds her after she has passed away. So it was a very kind of uh, sad storyline, sad ending to the storyline. But I think that I would put her kind of in, even though she did kind of give up her daughter, I would put her more in the good character or were you on the show? Because it was only one season. Um, I would put her in the good because I think that she was, like she had a big storyline with the, you know, with the Peyton thing. My issue with that was why? Why did we need that? Peyton had already lost her mother. Not like we had no and then all of a sudden she was adopted. Like yeah. it didn't make any sense and it was it was just like now she has to lose two moms. Is this girl not depressed enough? We already got introduced to her being broody and depressed. Yeah. And then we just we just kept piling on her. Whatever we thought Peyton had been through enough, they just kept piling on. And this is one of those instances. Wasn't this like either like before no, this was yeah, this is before Jake comes back. But this is after she lost Jake the first time. Yeah. And then we get this. You lose two moms, you lose Jake, you're gonna lose a baby. You're not going to be successful in your, like, why, why did, well, we already know that the writers were not super fond of, uh, her, of Hillary Burton anyway, so maybe that's why, but like, God, they could, does she have to have two moms die? Seriously. (laughs) It's so, so, so mean to her. So mean to her. But I agree. I, I would put her more in the good characters because it was one of the, the major storylines, the ones, one of the major storylines that we remember of uh, Peyton Sawyer. So I would put her there. Next, we have Cher uh, Owen, who was introduced as, what was he, like a bartender? He was a recovering, yes. a recovering alcoholic who was working as a bartender at Trick. And he eventually gets into the will they, won't they type relationship with Brooke. He uh, helps, uh, you know, Brooke out in season five. They get in. uh, He really is there for her kind of after her attack in season five. But when Brooke eventually uh, decides that she wants to adopt a stepdaughter, there's a little too much for him and he bails out. He does come back periodically due to his friendship with Chase. Uh, and that's how Chase becomes eventually the bartender and then eventual owner of Trick. But that's mainly the stuff I remember from Owen. Any memories of Owen and where do you think he should rank here? He was really hot. I thought he was really hot. And I thought he and Brooke had really good chemistry. I liked their dynamic. Um, I He obviously was not like the 
perfect partner for her, but I wish that we would have gotten him a little bit more. I feel like he could have ended up with somebody else within like their world, but um, I liked him. But he he's not someone that when I think of One Tree Hill, I'm like, yeah, that guy. Like, <laughs> I literally had to look him up. I do also remember that uh, after Brooke breaks up with him, he he breaks his sobriety and has sex with Millie uh, and takes Millie's uh, virginity after she has a falling out with Mouth. Uh, so uh, not too fond of that. Uh, and he wasn't on the show much. So I think that were you on the show would be the most appropriate. I think that that's fair. So we'll go here with Owen there. Next we have Bevan who was on the show, but kind of not on the show for like the early high school years. She was one of the cheerleaders. She was more of like the ditzy cheerleader. She was was like the supporting, like the guys that were on the basketball team that were just kind of, around you know like bevan was bevan i mean she was dumb i remember her most for her relationship with skills which happened in like season four when skills gets on the the basketball team and uh she makes him watch the notebook for the first time and he got notebooked as the the terminology would would become known i remember in the latter seasons uh she she got she got married to uh nathan's best friend in high school which Mm -hmm. i don't think is also on this list unfortunately i can't Uh, even remember what his name is but yeah. yeah i I don't, I don't remember. I'll, I'll look it up at some point. But yeah, she got into a relationship with him, then eventually got back with skills in the latter portion of the show. So uh, Bevan is another person where I'm like, were you on the show? Because you were on the show for multiple seasons, but they never really gave you a real storyline outside of kind of like a B- not even a B storyline. It was more like C or D storyline on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. She's a were you even on the show? Fair enough. Oh, this one. This one right here. It's close to the heart because I feel this is one of the best characters of postseason five. James. Jamie James Hall of Lucas Fame. Hall yes. of Fame Immediately. The cutest kid ever. He Jamie was adorable. He was uh, like the main reason to watch he was so funny he was so smart I follow the kid that played him on TikTok now he's super short still he's like 5'2 and he does like things about One Tree Hill on there and nice. yeah love him love Jamie Jamie love Jamie Scott Jamie Scott well-deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. He is the son of Haley and Nathan Scott. Uh, they get we introduced to him in season five, where, you know, you get the, the whole relationship between him and Skills, which is like the cutest kind of uh, tag team that they had on One Tree Hill. You also had him and his godmother, Brooke, their whole relationship, which uh, they really do a nice job of kind of developing and bringing them closer throughout. Just his relationship with everybody makes everyone a lot, yeah. a lot better in my eyes, whether it's him and Haley 
Haley, whether it's him and Nathan, whether it's him and Lucas, uh, the him and Q. Oh, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm getting heartbroken already by just saying the name Q because that was one of the more heartbreaking uh, stories on this show. But we'll get to Q in a in a bit. But you you had him with his his cape. You had him with his uh, his friends. Uh, I forget the, the the kid that uh, eventually becomes like the little brother to to Chase, but that's like his best friend mm-hmm. uh, that that caught that was first his bully, but then eventually he makes his cape cool and he wants to be friends with him. He's got his own clique. By the time we get to like season eight and stuff, man, and then even he made Dan Scott seem likable. That's Jamie. Jamie Scott deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for that alone. Yeah, you're right. All right, we got next. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're gonna agree this is trash right here. Xavier. Oh, yeah, (laughs) Xavier, who is the person who is revealed to be. Uh, the attacker of Brooke in season five. Not only that, in season six, he murders Quentin Fields, which uh, is one of the more like shocking moments in One Tree Hill history and saddest moment in One Tree Hill history because we went on a whole full season arc of not liking Q and then eventually liking Q and then immediately they just kill him off in like the most shocking fashion possible as this guy kind of like uh, holds a, a convenience store hostage and then Q walks into the convenience store and he murders him for what seems like no reason. Like you, you I, I was like, I was so confused. Like just because he walked in, like you could have acted like you were the owner of the store. He wouldn't have known the difference. Like what are we really? doing? just stupid it was so frustrating um but yes uh he is i believe like the brother of one of sam's friends and that's how we eventually uh come to you know he kidnaps sam and then brooke comes and uh makes the save for him and eventually goes face to face with him beats his ass and uh (laughs) and he gets arrested but then he's eventually released i believe by we get to season seven season eight and we have a whole storyline where he's kind of just around in Tree Hill. It's like, if you get released from prison and you want to go right back to the place that you caused all this problems and murdered people, and how did he get out? He murdered somebody. I know I know. they said, oh, oh, he wasn't arrested for that. He was arrested for kidnapping and attacking Brooke. Uh, so like, it was just like, oh, they didn't have enough evidence that he, he murdered, uh, Quentin Fields and stuff like that. But how, how, how did he get out of prison? I will never understand. And then it leads to him kind of, uh, pairing off with Tara, who is kind of the, like the competition to the river Mm -hmm. cafe in season eight. And uh, he starts once again stalking Brooke and then Brooke has to, you know, uh, gets into a whole confrontation with him again and her and Tara team up and beat his ass again. And then he's eventually arrested again. But one of the more trash characters on this show. Any, oh, any yeah. thoughts there? He was he was terrible. Uh, like every time that there was anything, including him, I was like, oh, God, because he was just terrible and you knew he was going to ruin everything. He was horrible, horrible character. Uh, if I, if you're a Degrassi fan and you're watching this and you've never seen One Tree Hill, he's the closest to Rick on Degrassi. 
uh, as far as horrible characters who murdered somebody. Um, <laughs> next, we have Haley's sister, Taylor, who we are introduced to in season two uh, when she comes back into town and it's revealed that uh, Nathan lost his virginity by sleeping with Haley's sister. This is after Nathan and Haley get married and she basically flirts and somewhat starts to seduce her sister's husband. And this happens on more than one occasion for some reason as well, because when uh, Haley goes out and goes on tour, he goes back to her again and they start making out and it looks like they about to, they about to get into the business, but it doesn't happen. She comes back later on. Eventually she, uh, she's kind of like the, uh, we, we realize that she is kind of the, the rebel sister when we get yeah. to like, so what is it, season eight, when uh, her mom comes back, when Haley and Taylor's mom comes back and mm -hmm. Quinn's there and, you know, she she doesn't want to accept that her mom is going to pass away, but she eventually comes and we get the nice little moment with all the sisters hugging the mom as she passes away. But any thoughts on Taylor and where do you think we should rank her here? Um, overall, Taylor was trash. Um it just felt like she never grew up at all. And uh, of course their mom was like, you know, you have to be, she's just different than you guys are and everything because Haley's parents were amazing and they yeah. were like the most understanding people, you know, but she was, she was like a, were you on the show too? Because she never had anything that was super important. Like she was just there to cause issues, but I just was never a fan. Yeah, I, I would say more of were you on the show? Because like I said, I do remember her moments, but her moments were so few and far between. And when you're the when you're the one of the three sisters that don't become a main character on the show, yeah, yeah it's kind of like, were you even on the show? Right. So I'll put her put her here. We'll we'll rank these when we get done with everything. Next we have Sam, who uh we meet as she st she steals clothes from clothes over bros in season five, but we eventually find out that she's kind of uh she's been uh, detached from her mother and her parents, and she's kind of on her own until Brooke steps in, being a savior and coming in and kind of adopting her, bringing her into her home, uh, giving her a home. We get the whole scene with her and Xavier, her whole relationship with who would eventually the actor who would eventually become Quicksilver. Uh, I always always pop over that. Uh, but yes, <laughs> who eventually becomes Quicksilver in X-Men. Uh, Sam is eventually, you know, her mother comes back and we get the sad moment where Brooke kind of understands that she has to go. She wants to, you know, go live with her mother. But it was very brief, but definitely impactful. The two seasons she was on the show. What's your thoughts on Sam? What do you think she ranks? I think she was a good character. I think that Brooke saw a lot of herself in her. Um, Sam was a lot like Brooke. She just didn't have the money that Brooke had, she was just searching for somebody to care about her, 
like Brooke was. And I I really liked their dynamic as well. I was very sad when she left. And then it was just kind of like, Sam doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> It really was like that. It was like <laughs> uh, she's she's gone, so she didn't. She never existed. Uh, yeah. I I did like how she kind of brought Brooke and Julian together a lot yes. too. Yeah, with uh, you know coming to the save and her whole friendship with Julian at the same time. So yeah, I I I would say that she was a lot more impactful than all the people we have and were you on the show. Mm-hmm. I agree. Next, we have one of another one of like the later season characters, Clay. He was the agent of Nathan when Nathan gets to the NBA, and then I don't, I don't know what the hell. I, I, it really confuses me. The whole story it was of him, so... of him imagining his passed away uh, wife, like it, it's mind boggling when I try to think about it again. It was so weird. Um, why was this man not in a freaking mental hospital? He forgot he had a son! Oh why, my god! Why was nobody around him telling him, like, hey, my man, you got a kid? Like, he's Nathan's agent, and Nathan's just like, whatever, bro. Like, I did not like Clay from the beginning because I could not stand his face. I don't know why. He just really irritated me. And then that whole storyline was so weird. I I couldn't. I couldn't with it. It was, he wasn't a terrible character, but he was not needed. They brought him in to fill the hole of Lucas, which, I mean, I guess he did, because he also sucked. But... Like, I, uh, it was so, it was so weird. Like, that is not a thing. If someone is that delusional, you've got them in a mental health treatment, not a, I forgot my kid existed, so these other people are taking care of him. What? I, I know he kind of like hooks up with Alex at one point, Alex Dupree. Uh, he has his whole relationship with Quinn, which I know they wanted that to be the new Lucas and Peyton. But despite my, my feelings on Lucas and Peyton for that matter, I think that relationship was so much better than Quinn and Clay. Yes. And Quinn just never connected. I like Quinn too, but she just, she never connected with the rest of the group or anything like that. So it was always kind of weird with her, but Clay with the freaking college girl and like none of that made any sense. None of it. I I don't, this is the first character where I don't even know where he ranks because I wouldn't put him in good characters. I wouldn't put him in yearbook. Wouldn't put him definitely not Ravens Hall of Fame. No. Uh, I can't even say he's were you on the show because he was definitely on the show, and I can't say he was trash. But it's very confusing. We may have to come back to him. 
that seems fair. I think I think when we when we put everybody else, maybe we'll get a better picture of where we should rank uh, Clay on the show. Let's let uh, move him down to the to the bottom. We'll be or closer to the bottom, and we'll revisit this next. We have one of my favorites, Keith Scott. Keith Scott is the the Hall of Yes, automatically. I agree. I definitely agree with you. You gotta put you gotta put Keith Scott in the Hall of Fame because he was not just you know a good just a just overall like good uh you know character. He had flaws. He had a drinking problem. Uh, he was very jealous of his younger brother Dan at times. It was it was kind of subtle. It wasn't as obvious as Dan's jealousy towards mm-hmm. Keith, but he did have subtle jealousy towards uh, Dan. Of course, there was the moment in season one where he slept with Dan's uh, wife Deb. Uh, <laughs> he had un un uh, you know unrequited uh unrequited i think is that's the term uncredited love for uh karen for a long time which is dan's ex so he just liked a lot of his little brother's uh uh, exes and relationships uh but that eventually turned into one of the better relationships between him and karen as we got into like season three uh there was the whole he was a he was a character that was kind of wronged in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. after he sleeps with with Deb, Dan does the whole thing where he gets uh uh what's her name because she's been on WWE uh <laughs> WWE so many times um because um. that's the character that's the actress that played uh the the his girlfriend in season two that he eventually asks to get married and then she leaves him at the altar. Yeah. Because Lucas finds out that uh, Dan paid her off to, to you know, uh, basically seduce Keith, but she eventually falls in love with Keith. Keith, um, man, he's just been through so much. But at the end of the day, he is the man that stepped up to fill in the father role for Lucas. He was a great uncle to uh, Nathan. He, uh, he just always came through and was a good friend when uh, Karen needed him, when Deb needed him, anyone needed him, Keith came through. He was always that guy, had the garage and everything, just had a good relationship with pretty much everybody. I love him and Whitey together as well. Him and Whitey always had good conversation. He's the reason why Lucas eventually gets on to the Ravens basketball team, which uh, through all of that eventually you know causes him to have a relationship with his brother that he never did for 16 years of them living in the same small town um <laughs> with the same last name like like what are we doing uh <laughs> but yeah he makes the save during the one of the more crucial episodes of the series with the school shooting uh where he steps in front and he te- he causes uh the you know the kid to stand down and gets Lucas and Peyton out of the school but the kid eventually takes his life and then Dan comes in out of nowhere picks up the gun and kills Keith and then Keith becomes like a ghost character for a bunch of different episodes, whether it's showing uh, Lucas his impact on other people, whether it's haunting Dan and telling him that someone they're going to find out eventually and uh, and making Dan go crazy. And then we get the, the most touching moment, I think, of the whole series is him accepting Dan into heaven. Uh, after after Dan makes the save for for Nathan and gives up his life, 
for Nathan when Nathan gets kidnapped and he makes the save for him, gives up his life. He's the one that accepts him into heaven, forgiving him for everything that Dan did to him. So 100% agree with you. Keith deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Any comments, thoughts on Keith? The saddest scene in the entire show for me was Keith dying. And it was like, you didn't see that coming because you're so emotional over the school shooting. And that was so traumatic watching that, especially like rewatching it now in today's world. Yeah. And then like, you don't see that coming. And then all of a sudden he's gone. I didn't need ghost Keith as much as they thought that we needed it. But it was always nice to see his face because he left the show so early. Like it, it sucked because everyone wanted him to end up with Karen and it, it was just kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, this is how this ends. But yeah, he, one of the best characters on the show. And I think him and Jamie would have had like the greatest dynamic too. I agree. I agree. It's a shame that the two characters that we have in the Hall of Fame right now never even were able to meet each other. And I loved when like Lucas and other people would tell him about Keith. That was always uh, nice. And he did have a child with Karen before he passed away. He asked her to marry him. And yeah. Fortunately, we never even got to see them walk down the aisle. Uh, Lily. Little Aww. Lily. Little Lily, little Lily. Oh my God! The, 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 you see what they do to us, ladies and gentlemen, on One Tree Hill. This is the stuff they do. Uh, next, we have Mouth McFadden. Mouth was kind of like a side character for like the first season, and then in the second season, he becomes more prominent. He's the play-by-play -play guy for the one uh, for the uh, Tree Hill Ravens games. He's the play. He was originally the play-by-play -play guy with Jimmy Edwards, who causes the sh the school shooting at the uh, River Court with uh, Lucas and Skills and uh, all all the other guys that don't even get to get on this list. It seems even though they were on the show from the very first season. Um, <laughs> Listen, we don't even know what their names are. <laughs> if I really thought about it, I think maybe I could remember it. Tim, but not... Tim is the white guy. Tim Tim is uh, Tim is the one I, we forgot before, Nathan's best friend. Yes, Tim is the one that ends up married to Bevan. Bevan, yes, yes. But, Tim. yeah, they, no, they don't matter. <laughs> They don't matter. Mouth is the one who becomes more important to the show. He first has like a crush on Brooke, which uh, becomes like this great friendship between them. Uh, he's friends with Felix in season two, which doesn't work out too well for him because Felix just uses him to get to Brooke. Uh, then in season three, when Rachel's introduced, he develops a friendship and crush on her. I don't know what happened in the hotel room. I don't think we ever found out what happened in the hotel room between them uh, when they run off in season four. Uh, he 
then develops a relationship with Millie in season five, and that becomes a very cute couple until he, uh, his ex shows up at his, because he eventually becomes a sports play-by-play guy uh, for the news, for the news. He does the sports on the news show, and his ex that he used to do the play-by-play with in high school uh, comes and becomes an intern, intern there, and that causes a whole rift between his relationship with Millie because he Millie feels like he's paying too much attention to her. That leads to Millie sleeping with Owen. They eventually break up and have to move out of, of the apartment they had together. Gigi. And then I couldn't think what her name was Gigi. Gigi, there you go. And then uh, they eventually get back with each other, and then they just make it very weird for a while. Uh, yeah. He has a good, he has a good friendship with Skills. They never really developed a, you know, a relationship with him and Jamie by itself. It's more of he's like the third reel whenever Jamie is with Skills. Uh, he has a good friendship with Lucas. Eventually, has a very good friendship with Nathan as well. Uh, him and him and. Uh, uh, Haley have a good relationship. Him and uh, Peyton have a good relationship. But yeah, the Millie and him becomes very weird when they get back together because then they host a new show together at one point where he eventually uh, starts taking advantage of all the restaurants. He goes for free and he becomes fat mouth uh, for a while there. And then he loses all the weight. He is one of the people that helps out uh, in season nine and doing an investigation and giving Dan and information on where Nathan might be as far as Nathan getting kidnapped he helps out with that but yeah they kind of they kind of ran out of ideas with mouth towards like the the yes. the last two to three seasons um i was always very partial to mouth because i'm a boy meets world fan i am too because he's he's really minkus this is just yes. the, the, this is and just we, minkus in high school this is what really happened i had never seen him on anything else until then and then i was like oh my gosh and he was just he was the lovable i don't want to say loser but at first he was the lovable loser and then he just became like the friend who like nobody was really interested in, but he was always pining after somebody. And I did love, I don't know if love is the right word, that Jimmy was the one because when he realized like, hey, we're supposed to be friends. And he's like, no, you guys left me. Like, and so I did love that they tied that into it of him being like, oh, this is kind of my fault, even though it obviously was not. Um, yeah, the fat mouth thing got real weird. <laughs> it was it was strange. It was just random. But I loved him and Millie together. I thought that they fit really well together. I, I think mouth is our first yearbook. I wouldn't I would, put him yeah. in. Hall of Fame. I wouldn't put him in good characters. I think he's very appropriate for the yearbook. I agree. Oh uh, no, I see who's next. Oh boy, this is this is probably the one where a lot of people were waiting for us to get to this person because I might have a controversial take here. Uh, share. We have the main antagonist of this whole entire show, Dan Scott. 
Dan Scott is the father, the central, really the central character of this whole thing because he causes all this. Dan Scott is the father of Nathan and Lucas Scott. So how the timeline goes is Dan meets Karen in high school and he impregnates her in his senior year. Uh, he's already got a, a scholarship because he's the star player of the Tree Hill Ravens uh, in the championship game for the Tree Hill Ravens in the senior year. He decides to sit on the bench uh, because he doesn't agree with what, what Whitey is calling, which causes them to lose the championship. Whitey's own first and really for a long time, his last opportunity to win a championship for the Tree Hill Ravens. He eventually gets a scholarship uh, to, I believe, North Carolina or something like that, one one big yeah. school, and he decides to take that instead of staying behind with Karen and their unborn child, which eventually is born to be Lucas. When he goes to college, he meets Deb, and within a f- seems like a few months of each other because Lucas and Nathan aren't that far apart. Within like age. five seconds, he gets her pregnant. He gets her pregnant. And they yeah. have a, a child, and that's Nathan. And he sticks around in college. He eventually gets an injury, and he um, uh, goes back to Tree Hill with, with Deb and uh, baby Nathan, and they decide to start a life together. Deb comes from a well-off family, so they help him uh, develop his own business, which is a car dealership that becomes very successful. All the while, Lucas is forced to kind of live with one one single parent being Karen. Karen owns a cafe. They don't make much money. They kind of are in like a broken down house or certain what. It's a suburb still. Uh, but <laughs> he does not live the same life of luxury that Nathan is able to live. And this all leads to how we begin the, the whole uh, One Tree Hill series where Keith, uh, Dan's brother, his older brother, Keith, who wasn't as talented in basketball, he just has a, uh, a, a, a car shop where he fixes cars, mainly fixes cars for Dan uh, and taught him how to how to work with cars that eventually he starts his car dealership. Uh, Keith is the one who looks after Lucas and Karen and is there for them. Uh, and he is the one that caught that uh, basically talks to Whitey and gets Lucas on the basketball team, which Dan is not too happy about. He is not too happy about both of his sons eventually being on the basketball team together, and he tries to cause issues between the two. He wants uh, Nathan to be a great basketball player, but he just becomes an overbearing helicopter parent, which causes resentment from Nathan his marriage is falling apart with Deb and it all falls apart by the end of the season where uh, first season where Nathan eventually uh, basically because of the pressure from Dan, he does drugs and he almost, he almost takes his own life with that drugs. And if it wasn't for his relationship with Haley, he wouldn't have even survived that. He falls in love with Haley. He moves out and get married while uh, Dan and uh, Deb, they have a marriage falling out and Deb sleeps with Keith. So this causes Dan to kind of be on his own in season two 
he starts to get closer to, to Lucas because in season one, he saves Lucas after the car accident, the first car accident on the show of many car accidents, and uh, gets him to the hospital, which even Karen has to hug him for. Uh, but all the while, they are getting close. Uh, he gets, I think he gets a heart attack. Doesn't he get a heart attack at the yes, end of Yeah. He has a heart attack and Lucas is there for him because he has a heart, a heart uh, malfunction and Lucas has the same thing. Uh, eventually he finds out about that and he helps Lucas through that and Lucas moves in with him to the dismay of Karen. Uh, but it's all for Lucas because he has a plan. He wants to tear down Dan from within. Lucas is an idiot, by the way. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Then uh, Deb, basically, um, he makes her life a living hell. And Deb eventually tries to kill him by burning down the car dealership. But Lucas, the idiot who said he was to tear down Dan, saves his life and pulls him out of the, the car dealership. We don't find that out until like season three and stuff. Uh, he pays off the woman to seduce and uh, break Keith's heart. And then Keith has to leave. Then Keith comes back and he can't deal with it. He's had, His whole life is falling apart. He runs for mayor and then Karen runs against him. He eventually does become mayor, but he's still not happy. And he kills his own brother. And then he's basically haunted by that for years upon years upon years after this. Uh, the, the That whole thing gets to him and causes him to go all crazy where Eventually, he's found out uh, he tries to get back with Karen in season four uh, because he wants to take care of Keith's unborn child now that his brother is gone that he killed that no one knows he killed. Uh, then Keith, I would just uh, like to point out he wouldn't take care of his own child with Karen. But he's going to take care of this one. My... I, I, we're, only season, we're only up to season four with this guy. I know. Continue. I'll hold my thoughts till the end. Eventually, Lucas finds out from Ghost Keith that uh, it was Dan. <laughs> Ghost Keith and some girl that was in the hallway that saw him murdered. That's been that's been the real person that's been kind of haunting him and playing mind games with him. Uh, he forces her to run off uh, and get out of town. Uh, then Lucas finds out that uh, it was it was him, and he makes uh, Dan basically admit it, and he confesses and turns himself in, and he gets in prison. Uh, then we get season five where he's in prison, and Nathan goes sees him and says, you know, I hate your guts. What did you do to our family? You killed our uncle and stuff like that. Then eventually uh, he's let out of prison for some reason. I don't know why. I really, I, I'm, I'm still confused. On all he had like a two-year prison sentence for killing him. For killing his brother. He has a two-year prison. He admitted he killed his brother. Yeah. And he's let on on bail after two years. Okay, also, how old are you, SP3? I am 34. Okay. Do you know how old Keith was supposed to be when he died? How old? 35. What? <laughs> 
exactly. Like, that man was at least forty-five. What are we doing? <laughs> I know, I I know that most of these people were playing high school, uh, high school people, and they were like 27, 28, But Jesus, we don't have to do that with the adults. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that means Dan was younger. Oh my God. Yeah, that means Dan was supposed to be younger than you. In 33. Yeah. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to go after that. <laughs> um, eventually, uh, Dan, bec- they start the redemption arc for Dan, basically, in season five, where he gets out of prison. He wants to get close to his family. His family want nothing to do with him. I remember the scene where um, he saves Jamie from crazy nanny Carrie the first time, and he shows up at the house with uh, with Jamie, and he gets punched out by Lucas and gets punched out by Nate. Very funny. It's so funny. It's so funny because Jamie's like, don't stop, Grandpa. And I love that Jamie, the pure, innocent baby, always saw the good in him. Always. Like, always. always saw the good in him. And he was the only person that brought out the good in Dan, really. Like, it. they had a very cute dynamic. Yes, they definitely did. Uh, I I don't even know where we go from there. Um, <laughs> Let's season, see. He he becomes season, a motivational season, speaker, doesn't he? Well, then no. Before that, you have season six where he's waiting for a new heart, yes. and the heart gets eaten by a dog, which is very funny. <laughs> Then, then uh, he eventually like gets the beep and he gets ran over by a car and it's revealed that it's Nanny Carey and Nanny Carey kidnaps him and he's saved by Jamie, Haley, and Deb. Deb of all people saves yeah. him uh, and he kills he kills Nanny Carey twice because we get the post credit scene where he shoots her in the head uh, after she's still alive after he shot her in the heart. It's like weird um you get season seven she was crazy season seven where he becomes a motivational speaker and he's married to rachel of all people who was in high school with his with his two sons let that marinate for a moment there uh but he's like this we find out that he got like this a heart from like a third world country and it's only got like a limited amount of time or something. Yeah, I know. It was like it had a freaking stopwatch on it and it was only going to last. I, that was strange. Very strange. He uses the show to once again come to the rescue of his family because he uses the motivational speaking show to uh, uh, reveal that this woman is trying to extort Nathan by saying that they had an affair together. Uh, then eventually he just exposes that, oh, you shouldn't be listening to me. I murdered my brother, all this other stuff. Uh, yeah, and that ends that whole arc. He breaks up with Rachel. And then I believe, I don't even think he was on season eight and i think he comes back for season nine when nathan gets kidnapped and once again comes to the rescue he this is a part of his redemption arc where we don't really get to the end of the redemption arc until he gets shot and when he steps in front of nathan and we have the nice little moment that we talked about before where Keith accepts him into heaven after forgiving him for all of his many sins that we just went over that is the story of Dan Scott chair. I think that was the, the longest explanation that we needed on this show. Listen. Why the hell did Karen 
not sue that man for some child support. Like, for real. This man got all kinds of money, and you're just over here starving and having his brother help you, not getting any... You don't want to see your kid anyway. He ain't going to ask for no freaking visitation. And, like, what did Lucas do to him? Like, I mean, Karen didn't even do anything to him. You left them and got someone else pregnant and had a bit, and you just want to pretend. And, like, also, screw Deb, because Deb knew that that was his kid. And she's like, yeah, whatever, I'll just go drink. Like, she don't care either. These people are terrible humans. Like, the amount of illegal things that Dan Scott does throughout this show, and he somehow only goes to prison for, like, 72 days. I'm pretty sure it was longer because we had the whole time gap. Between, but still! Like four years. They went through college. It was, like, four or five years, the time gap. But still, you should not be going to prison for, like, four or five years. He killed at least you killed two your brother. people. He killed at least two people. He killed his, he killed his brother. He killed Nanny Carey. Uh, you can't make me believe he didn't kill other people. <laughs> like he abandoned a child, but all that withstanding, share this might this. I said this gonna be the controversial take. Hall of Fame. He's the greatest villain he in, in teen drama history. The greatest he villain is. in teen drama history. This show would have not been what it was without Dan Scott. And I don't know what the actor's name is. I'm really bad with names. He played the role perfectly. I cannot watch anything with him in it now without being like, screw you, Dan Scott. Like his Daniel face. Lewis. Daniel okay. Lewis. Yes. Shout That's out his to real him. name, Dan. I love it. Yes. Shout <laughs> out to him because no, I no, look no. at that man. Uh Paul Paul Johnson. Oh okay. Paul Johnson. Sorry. I look at that man's face and I'm mad. Like I he is Dan Scott forever and he was amazing. Like just when he needed to be soft and gentle, he was like with Jamie. He could play everybody like a fiddle. I mean, there was times watching it even when I rewatch it and I know what's happening. I'll be like, oh, like, believe him. Like, he is, it's insane. He was great. Yes, I agree. I agree with you. He's got to go in the Hall of Fame. I would, I would even put him above Keith. I don't know if he's above Jamie, but he, he puts in perfectly between Keith and Jamie because, oh my God, there's, there, there, there is not many villains in teen drama history that is as good as dan scott i agree with you he had so much range in in what he could do and there's numerous things that we didn't even touch on all of that all that explanation that there's new like him pay trying to pay off Haley to not come back for nathan <laughs> like well and like even when he starts trying to be a better person like i think that he once he realized like the stuff with Keith and he was like, I actually screwed up. I shouldn't have done that. He's trying to be a better person wanting to take care of Karen and Lily 
And then he's trying to be a better person when it comes to the Nathan stuff. He just doesn't know how without doing bad things. He wants to protect the people that he cares about, but he's like, I've got to kill somebody to do that. <laughs> like, he just, he just doesn't understand. And I want to know what was wrong with Keith and Dan's parents, because there had to be something going on there. Remember season one where we meet Dan's yes. uh, dad and he's, his dad is horrible. His dad yeah. is legitimately horrible. It, it made you realize what happened to Dan. Yeah, because my God. like, But imagine the, the stuff that we could have seen Jamie get into with Dan and Keith both. That would have been like a freaking buddy cop comedy. Like, it would have been hilarious. Oh, man. I'm, I'm glad we were in agreement. Oh, Dan yeah. In the Hall of Fame. Uh, next, we got Felix who is only Trash. on the show. <laughs> I was going to say, were you even on the show? But I don't I don't disagree with him being trash. He was terrible. He was a horrible person. And he was homophobic. That's that's the big thing. That's the big thing for me. He was he was homophobic. Uh, he basically gaslighted uh, Brooke into yeah, a relationship. Yeah, and his poor sister. I felt so bad for his poor sister. Exactly. He was terrible. He was horrible. Next, we got Jake. Uh, Jake was on this, I believe, two, three seasons. He was the uh, high schooler who had a baby, the the single father, the teen parent of the show. Uh, he was on the Tree Hill Ravens with Nathan and Lucas. They had uh, he was good friends with Lucas. Uh, he was a part of that like friend group with Lucas for a little bit there. And then he develops a relationship with Peyton, where they kind of create this own little small family. But Nikki, his his ex his baby mom always causing problems made him run off from tree hill uh took the baby stole the baby from peyton at one point uh and then he has to basically leave all over again and yeah it's a, so much drama with with jake in a short amount of time yeah he think? he was in the pilot but he left like at the end of season three and he still had such a big impact. I always wanted him to come back and end up with Peyton. Always. I agree. I always wanted, they were so sweet together. And he just got her in a way that it never felt like the other guys on the show did. I loved Jake. And he was so sweet with baby Jenny. Like, uh, just loved him. So what do you think? I, I, I lean more towards good character or yearbook? For I'm going to say yearbook. There we go. I think Jake. if he would have been on the show longer, he would have been Hall of Fame. But I don't even know if he was in like 30 episodes. Because, yeah, so. he but he just had a big impact when he was. Yeah. I also liked him on How to Make It in America on HBO. He was on that <laughs> show as well. Uh, next, we have someone who immediately might be the top of the trash psycho Derek this man plays I'll, I'll put him I'll put him just behind Xavier uh because so, he didn't murder anybody um <laughs> psycho Derek uh basically manipulates Peyton into believing that he he is her long lost brother all the while he had been stalking her on her webcam for months upon months and then he tries to kidnap uh kidnap Peyton and tries to 
the R word, uh, and uh, S.A., uh, if you know what I'm saying here. Uh, and then Lucas and the real Derek have to come and make the save for him after the real Derek was arrested and have to make the save and push him out a window. And then he's like, he's like every horror villain that you ever seen because he gets pushed out the window and then immediately runs off and they don't even see where he went. And he eventually comes back during their uh, prom. Senior, senior prom yeah. and he kidnaps uh Peyton again and it's not until Brooke comes and he tries to kidnap Brooke as well and then they have to do their cheer camp routine to kick his ass and kick him down a flight of stairs and then he's eventually finally arrested we do see him I believe one or two more times where Peyton goes to see him in prison and uh say you know I hate you for everything you did to him and have some closure there but yeah, and then we eventually find out that basically his girlfriend, that he was responsible for uh, her passing, I think it was like in a car accident or something, looked like Peyton, and that's why he had that obsession with Peyton. Yeah, he was awful. He would have killed her if he had true? the chance. But also... What did Peyton do to deserve all of this? This is after she lost two mothers and her father just went on a boat and never came back again. And she's lost Jake and she's got freaking Psycho Derek. Yeah, no, he's trash. So horrible. So horrible. Psycho Derek, the one of the worst. Uh, next we got Nathan Scott. Uh, automatically, this is another one where I say Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, the Hall best Fame. Scott brother. The best Scott brother, absolutely. I put him at the top of the Hall of Fame because he gave because he's responsible for being the father of Jamie Scott. So he's ahead of even Jamie Scott. The one of the best character arcs, probably number two best character arc on this entire show because I absolutely hated him the first few episodes of this series. Like he was entitled. He was pompous. He was every bully jock you have ever seen on any Dan, team. Jock. And we know why he's that way. And Haley softens him and she makes him a good person. And like, he was never a bad person. He was just what? a entitled brat. And yeah, like he, he thought he should hate Lucas even though he didn't know Lucas just because his dad taught him to hate Lucas. And yeah, he was just, he was the best. I, yeah, he was great. The best basketball player on this show as well. Uh, he, he's like the star of the tree Hill Ravens. His relationship with Haley is the best thing, best relationship uh, couple on this show. Uh, and yeah, she really kind of like softens him. He gets married to Haley at the end of season one. Uh, he kind of just lets her realize her dreams with becoming a singer and lets her go on tour despite uh, someone else we're going to get into, Chris Keller, being a, a heel in this whole situation and uh, causing trouble, trying to split them up. He has his whole thing with Taylor, but that was kind of just a passing thing. He's very depressed after Haley leaves, and he hates everything, hates everybody going into season three. But we all realize at the end, like midway through season three, he still loves Haley. He still got love for, for Lucas. He... 
eventually is responsible for getting the Tree Hill Ravens through the playoffs to the championship, but he's struggling because he's back with Haley. They already remarried, and he saves his Uncle Cooper after the car accident in the limo uh, following his wedding and saved Rachel. Uh, he then eventually... Uh, has to go he has like the, the point shaving uh thing with the basketball team with rick fox and rick fox trying to put it uh try to threaten his whole career by taking his knee out uh he has the whole point shaving thing but he eventually realized when Haley is pregnant and they're gonna have a son that he needs to put that aside and win the championship for his new family this causes Haley to get hit by a car unfortunately after they win the championship and he puts the whole family together he admits that he did the whole point shaving thing which puts his whole college scholarship at risk he goes to a small town college he helps them win like the d2 championship and then eventually uh he's about to go into the nba and he get his his impulsive uh trait which is probably his biggest flaw out of all his flaws his impulsive trait of getting into a fight with somebody he's at got the that dan scott temper <laughs> The Dan Scott temper comes back to haunt him because he's pushed through a the window of a bar and he's got like a, the, the glass in his leg and he's in a wheelchair when we start off season five and he's all long, long hair Nathan in a wheelchair is the funniest thing ever, though, with the beard. With they the beard. did that man no favors with that hair. With the long hair and the beard, he eventually uh, works his way out of that through the help of Jamie, Haley, and Q. Uh, Q gets him back into basketball shape where he goes to tryout, to tryout, to tryout. And eventually he gets uh, the opportunity to go for like the D-League. And he works his way through the D-League to eventually get into the NBA at the end of season six. When we start off season seven, they once again were just like, hey, nope. We're going to cause issues between Haley and, and Nathan. We got nothing better to do because Lucas and Peyton are gone. So we get this whole woman who said that he slept with her at a party and tries to extort him, cause problems with him and Haley that's eventually exposed by Dan. Then he goes on to have a successful basketball career, but then his basketball career gets gets cut short. Uh, I I forget what the reason was, and he becomes a, an agent. Uh <laughs> yeah, I just feel I really don't even remember. I feel like maybe he was starting to hurt again or something. Yeah, and he was like okay, I'm done, and becomes an agent. He becomes and, a agent he learns the whole business through clay and then in season nine we have him where he's going to scout talent in like a third world country and he gets kidnapped because he doesn't want to sign on to do the whole season uh <laughs> he's kidnapped and eventually saved by dan and chris keller yeah um i was ready to fight that girl that claimed that she was sleeping with him. Like, that's how into Naily I was. Like, yeah. yeah, that's, he's the best. He is the best. I agree. Uh, we got next Millie here. Uh, Millie is introduced in season five as Brooke's assistant, but she eventually becomes a model for clothes over bros and starts to start to feel herself all the while she's in a relationship with mouth. Uh, she cheats on mouth 
uh, when he is like somewhat flirting and cheating uh, with Gigi at his uh, his news station. Then uh, as a model, she develops a drug addiction, I believe, at one point. Mm -hmm. And she starts like uh, basically being a bad friend to Brooke as well as Alex. Uh, But eventually she gets her whole redemption arc. She becomes a co-host with Mouth uh, on the new show. Millie was a good character. She was. She was. Um, I think that she added a lot to, like we said, her with Mouth. But I think she um, helped make, like, the B. Davis and Closeover Bros and that stuff seem more real as working with Brooke in that. So, yeah, I liked Millie. I liked Millie as well. Next, we have one of my favorite characters because it was the only one of the few brothers on this show. (laughs) And if you're going to have a show about basketball, you got to have at least one brother. It's Skills, my man Skills, who is the best friend of Lucas uh, on the river court for a long time. Eventually, he becomes kind of a more of a main character when he gets on the Tree Hill Ravens in season four. He's there. He's one of the reasons why the Tree Hill Ravens stayed in the first half of the championship game when they realized that Nathan was going to point shave before Nathan eventually decided to play like he usually plays when he realized he was having a son. Uh, <laughs> he's a part of the championship. They win the championship for the Tree Hill Ravens. He has his whole relationship with Vivin. Then season five comes. He has his whole friendship with Jamie. That's really uh, crucial. He gets he's very hard on himself after Nanny Carrie uh, kidnaps Jamie at Lucas and Lindsay's uh, wedding, uh, and then eventually he's the one that. Uh, basically tries to redeem himself to to Nathan and Haley because he's very hard on himself after that uh he has i think he he has a few other relationships i know he goes out with Jamie's teacher at one point for a yes. while there yeah, uh the that, yeah that was a good relationship for a while there but he's mainly kind of like a side character but if if he wasn't a side character he would be hall of fame but i would say yearbook i would say yearbook because he definitely was important to the show and he was funny. Um, him and I think Tim lived with him for a while and um, Mouth, like all of yes. them living in that place together was so funny to me because it's such like a high school boy type of thing, you know, but, um, yeah. The bachelor pad of the the whole show after season five. And he becomes the coach, the assistant coach for the Tree Hill Ravens with Lucas. uh, Yeah. And then he's doing like the sports choreography thing. And yeah, yeah, I really, I really liked skills. I, I thought that he was a good character. Um, I'm trying to think of what that Miss Lauren. Miss yes. Lauren. She was the Lauren. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. Love, love skills. Next we have Chris Keller, who <laughs> we forgot about skills with Deb. Oh man, how could we forget about that? That was one of the best. That was one of the best twist couples because I loved them together. I absolutely loved. I was so and Nathan I was, could not handle it. 
I was so disappointed when they broke up. I can I just tell you how disappointed I was? Because Jamie was okay with it. Nathan eventually just said, "All right, I guess you gotta yeah. do what you gotta do." And then they broke up. I was like, "Oh, come on! You can't, you can't give us something good like that." The whole them meeting online and stuff. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> when she when he starts talking about how they're gonna have kids together, and she's looking at him like, "I'm a grandma. What are you talking about?" And Skill has a type because all of his girlfriends blonde, <laughs> blonde white women. Yes. Blue eyes. All yes. of them. All of them. Dev, Devin, and Miss Lauren. All the same. Yes. <laughs> Just different ages. That's all the difference were. Uh, next, we got Chris Keller, who started off as a heel, but I'm sorry. He became one of the best recurring characters on this damn show. I love Chris Keller. I listened to the episode where he was on um, the whatever the One Tree Hill show is, or uh, podcast is that the girls do. I listened to that and he was talking about how he just decided that he was going to talk in the third person. And he was just like, I I just feel like this fits the character. So he would say, you know, well, Chris Keller likes, well, Chris Keller, like, they're like, it was so perfect though, because it it, like, oh my God, I loved that character. It was, it was so funny. Like, and you always knew that he was a chicken shit. Like, you always, you knew that if anybody came after him, he was going to be terrified. But he tried to be so smooth, and he wasn't. So he was just hilarious. He was so funny. Hey, he made out with Haley. He had sex with Brooke. So he didn't do that bad for himself. And he he had a girlfriend in the later seasons, Tara who eventually cheated on him with Chase. But his friendship with Chase were one of the better parts of those final few seasons as well. So yeah, I, I, I agree. can't say enough good things about Chris Keller. Chris Keller, uh, what do you think? Yearbook? I say yearbook, yeah. Yearbook for Chris Keller. Next, we got another controversial one. Peyton Sawyer. Peyton Sawyer, we kind of talked a, a bunch about her. She originally is in a, a relationship with Nathan uh, that gets sour very quickly uh, in the early portion of this show. Uh, so they break up after kind of Nathan's whole attitude and relationship with Lucas kind of gets uh, the, the better of their whole relationship. Uh, she eventually develops a friendship with Haley and uh, she's best friends with Brooke. Davis. Uh, she she always realized that Lucas had this big crush on her, but that uh, she doesn't realize she has uh, feelings for Lucas until she get, he, he gets with her best friend, Brooke. Okay. Um, and they cheat. Uh, she uh, is the person that Lucas cheats on Brooke with uh, when they go out and try to, uh, I think they go out of town when it, they say that her father was in an accident and they realize he's okay and they come back and they're still, che- he's still cheating with uh, Peyton uh, on Brooke. Eventually they're find out 
Brooke and her, they have their friendship fall out. Season two, they become friends again because Lucas is goes out of town with Keith because he can't deal with all the mistakes he's made. And then he comes back and it, it causes a whole riff again with them. But they're still they still maintain their friendship until Peyton once again uh, makes makes Lucas cheat on Brooke when they when he's in a relationship with Brooke in season three. Uh, season four, they eventually finally, after all this time, get into a relationship when they kiss each other after Lucas wins the championship. We've been through all the stuff she's been through with her father that went out on the boat and never saw her, never came, <laughs> just left her all the time. Her two mothers that passed away, Psycho Derek and that whole drama. She had a nice little relationship with her real half-brother, uh, the Black Derek. Uh, that was cool, and he eventually got her to admit her feelings for uh, Lucas. Lucas and her were nice together at the end of season four, and then season five happens, and she's all depressed. She's uh, <laughs> she's all depressed in California and is homesick, so she decides to come back to Tree Hill and uh, get back with Lucas, who's already in a relationship with Lindsay. So once again, she's forcing Lucas to cheat on another woman, and that's the you reason You can't why get back with someone if they're with someone else, Peyton. like how can how can you like this person um at the end of season five her and lucas finally get together season six we get a whole season of them together finally after six freaking seasons of this show we finally get them together uh they have a baby but there's like complications with the baby so they have to get married early because uh, like i think they're like told if they if she has the baby she might die and then they get married and she comes back and she's all falled out and they have to you know give birth to the baby but she is actually fine and she she gets through it and they then you know, at the end of season six, they run off. They they drive off into the distance, all happy as a family with their baby, freshly married, Lucas and Peyton forever. Layton, as they call it on the uh, subreddits. Peyton Sawyer, where does she rank for you? First off, I need the people in the show to understand they don't have to name their children their last name. Sawyer. What? We got Sawyer Scott. We got Davis, Brooke Davis's kid. We got freaking Jamie, James, Scott. Like, there are other names. <laughs> Second off, if they would have put Peyton with Jake, I would have loved her. Broody whiny Peyton in high school was okay. We can all relate. Everybody hates yeah. their life in high school. Exactly. Doing terrible things in high school. I'm side-eyeing you, but I'm like, okay, you're a teenager. You're stupid. You're gonna do stupid things. When this woman is in her 20s, still trying to get with this man who's got a whole wedding whole wedding, whole life that I'm you're like, just going to ruin. Yes. I'm like, girl, I know your life sucks, but you don't have to make his suck too. Like, and they just, 
And it's all because she didn't she didn't say yes to his marriage proposal. Exactly. That was your fault. It's on you. And, it's on you. And like she was so awful. And I know it was supposed to be jealousy and everything, but so awful to Lucas's fiance, who had not done anything to her. Nope. Like that girl did not deserve that. I don't, even, I don't even think she's here. That's how disrespectful the you know, One Tree Hill fans are. They didn't even put her here. Yeah. On the I mean, she wasn't on the show for a super long time, of course. No. But, like, it was just... And then we finally get them together, and we're like, all right. And then they're like, oh, no, she's pregnant. Now she's got to die. <laughs> so then we got to go through all that mess. And then they finally have the baby, and they leave. And it's like... Cool. We never see you again. <laughs> All right. Like you we saw even... Lucas again, but we never saw Payne again. Yeah, like she not even, even at come... Brooks' wedding. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. You can't even come to town for your best friend's wedding. What? Like, yeah. No. I don't know. She stressed me out. Of the main three girls, she was my least favorite. I agree. I definitely agree with you there. So where do you think she ranks here? She's not trash. No. She was definitely I, on the show. So she's, she's in the top three. Top three yeah. sections here. She, I don't think she can be Hall of Fame. No. So I'll let you make the call on good character or your book. I'm going to say good character. I'll put her at the top of good character. Okay. Cause she gave us some good storylines, but it's just like, nah, you're too, you're too depressing to even sign my yearbook. <laughs> Cause she'd be like, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what, what type of, what type of greeting is that? Do I want to read that years down the line when I look at my yearbook? Like, oh, exactly. Exactly. Deb Scott is next here. Uh, I think we, 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 Pretty much have gone over everything that uh, yeah. Deb has has done already. So where do you think she ranks? <sighs> Deb didn't add a ton to the show, and she was mostly trash. <laughs> she abandoned her son. That is she true. abandoned her son. She, she was a good her... grandma. Yeah, but she let her husband abandon his other son. This is true. And she, she like, cheated she had a on her husband. Yes, yeah, she had a drinking problem. Like, obviously, you need to work through that. But she just wasn't ever super present. She almost murdered her husband. That, that too. <laughs> that too. Hey, I mean, uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, she wasn't always present. So I think she's one of the other ones that I would say either, were you on the show or good character? What do you think? Let's go good character. But at the bottom. Yeah. At the bottom of good character. Okay, here's the other controversial one. Lucas Scott. Trash. Trash. <laughs> I'm putting him higher than Psycho Derek and Xavier. I'm sorry. He was, he was trash. He, like I, like I said earlier, I can forgive the dumb stuff that they do as teenagers. I can be like, all right, you cheated on your girlfriend with, you know, whatever. 
but he's still doing that as a grown adult and he just never it never felt like he had any growth in his character he always stayed the same everything was always about poor lucas and i just i was not a fan he had a victim complex he always wanted to be the victim he was always the kid that got abandoned and no matter how old he became he was and like you said he had some stupid shit and when he was a teen that you can excuse but it was a lot of stupid shit it was (laughs) It was freaking, uh, you know, breaking, uh, causing a rift between two best friends with Brooke and Peyton. Uh, getting with Brooke when you're in love with Peyton, that was a big mistake in general when you first start things off. He, he wasn't, he wasn't really, uh, trying to be good friends with his brother. Like, it wasn't like he was making a good effort to be good friends with his brother. He kind of left behind all his River Court friends for a while there. Uh, like he was and never even, good. He was never nice to mouth that much. Like no. <laughs> even when he came back to the show, his hair made me so mad. Why? There's no way that Peyton would let you walk around with that hair. Why? <laughs> I hated it. Broke Anna's heart, Anna's heart, because yeah. he was in love with Brooke. He was always in love with someone else when he's in a relationship with somebody else. Like, like yeah, yeah, trash. Trash Lucas guy. I'm not even going to go over your, your history on the show. His redeeming mm-hmm. quality was being best friends with Haley. <laughs> and speaking of which, Haley Scott, Hall, Hall of, Fame. of Fame. An angel. Hall of Fame. Love right. Haley Scott. Right she in between Jamie and Nathan. She's she's the reason why Nathan became the, the at the top of the Hall of Fame in a Truly. lot of ways. She's the best. She brought out the best in everybody. Her and Brooke becoming best friends was great. Just yes. I adored her. She was the best. Great singer. Comes back, has a second life as a singer as well. Not not many singers can can take a take a couple of years off and then and then come back into the game and still you know go on tour and while being a mother bringing has Jamie a baby, on tour has a baby in high school like she's amazing we love you Haley James Scott we help, we love you Haley James Scott another person I love Quentin Fields my uh, they were able to recreate the Nathan Scott arc. In a season, and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it. Watching that kept me watching into season six, and that's why I stopped watching after season six because how they started season six with killing Kilton Fields, I will never forgive the Listen, One Tree Hill writers. That was my second most emotional thing throughout the show, and when they have his funeral. <laughs> with his but little brother, yes, his little brother standing with the Ravens players. Yes. Listen. You know what that made me think of? Hardball. Because Hardball is my favorite movie. The I did I ever tell you that Hardball was the ever was the first movie I ever cried to in the theater. It I can't even watch it because I will not be able to function. 
like thinking about it makes me emotional. I get anxious. And, I get anxious yes. after the game. I get anxious after the championship, after the, the semifinal game. I'm I like, oh, kidding. oh, it's over. We're turning it off now. And that's how I felt with Quentin because I was so, I was like, oh my God, this kid, like the first time I watched it, I was so, and then all of a sudden, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, I was so mad. I love Quentin. Quentin was such a good character. Like you said, they recreated the arc of the kid who's like, you know, I don't need your help. Stay away from me. I don't have to listen to you all the way to being such a good kid and heartbreaking. Because I did not, I did not like him, especially when he was disrespecting Haley. I did not like him originally. And then they were able to, to convince me. I won't say Hall of Fame because he wasn't on the show too long, but yearbook for sure. Yearbook. Yearbook. He go right next to the other brother on the show. Two brothers at the top of the yearbook. Um, next we got Nathan's uncle Cooper, who I just remember for sleeping with a teenager and getting into a car accident because he couldn't control his teenager afterwards. Were you even yeah. on the show? Yeah, let's go were you on the show, but he was also not a good person. No, no. A lot a lot of the people that we have in uh were you on the show were not very good people, but they were barely on the show to even register that. So yeah. I had to look very closely because next we got Quinn James, the sister of Haley, who was brought to the show in season seven. She's a photographer and apparently a bad wife. Because she just abandoned her husband and went to live with her sister for a while there. And eventually tries to get with Clay when she's still married. And Well, that's all right. Because Clay had a whole child he forgot about. So. Got me there. You got me there. <laughs> Seems about right. Seems like they're they're match made in heaven. Um, yeah. I mean, he had to. she had to deal with... Uh, with uh, Clay's uh, psycho uh, doppelganger of his wife, uh, who who the tennis player who who shot her, remember that when they when they, oh, when, they got, when they got shot and left in the house for like days. I remember, <laughs> and they lived. Yeah, and they, they got a whole dream for a whole two episodes. <laughs> Dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh man, she I think she's like she's like she's like Clay to me where I don't know where I put her. My issue with Quinn is we never heard about this girl. No, and we always did, sudden, we always did hear that that Haley had a lot of sisters. Yes, but then all of a sudden you got a sister that's living with you that like and they always said she had a lot of sisters, but then when her mom's dying, it's just those three. That's a lot. That's three. I don't know. I would say for Quinn, I would put her in the good character. Because she wasn't, like, she never really did anything that was terrible. I mean, probably shouldn't have ran off and just split on her husband. But, like, compared to the other people on this show, she's a saint. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Everyone... She murdered anybody. Everyone so, beneath her, I think, are significantly worse people than than, than uh, her abandoning her husband. Yeah, absolutely. Next, we got automatically the top of the top, 
the top of the Ravens Hall of Fame, the Hall of Famer of all Hall of Famers, Brooke Davis. I mean, come on. Come on. Queen, you know. Queen Brooke. You know where she belongs. Top of the Ravens Hall of Fame, Brooke Davis, another the number one best character arc on the this show. Best character, the best character arc. I would have never thought watching the first few episodes that I would I'll love her by the end. She was just kind of like a, oh, she's Peyton's friend. Oh, she's here. She's dumb. She, you know, and she wasn't. She wasn't no. dumb. And I love Brooke Davis. If they would have given me a spinoff that was just about Brooke Davis. I'd be here for it. I I, I, I kind of feel like post-season six, it is a Brooke Davis it spinoff. It is, yeah. <laughs> It kind of is, but like that's all I that's all I cared about. Like I'll fast forward. I'll I will sit through Quinn and Clay just to be able to see Brooke Davis. That's all that matters. She had uh she hooks up with 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 Nathan. We find out in season six before the pilot um at one of those parties uh she was with lucas for a while in season one before he cheats on her with peyton uh then she was with felix for a while there because he gaslit her uh then she was with she was with uh lucas in season three but kind of was playing games with him because she didn't want to get her heart broken again she hooks up with Chris Keller for a while there. Then he's back with uh, Lucas. Breaks out with Lucas, I believe, season three, season four. Uh, one of those seasons. Then she gets with Chase for a while. She was she was with a teacher for a while, I remember. Because all these teen dramas have to have at least one teacher Nick. student. Yes. Nick. One teacher student relationship. Got to have at least one. Got to have at least one. Yes. Uh, she's with Chase at the end of season four, season five. She has the whole relationship with Owen, but that kind of gets brushed on the rug when Julian, finally, we find someone that's good for, for, for Brooke. Julian, who is the ex of Peyton, so very appropriate that they go out with each other. They eventually wind up with each other's exes. Um <laughs> Julian, which is kind of like the perfect match for her. Uh, they developed their whole relationship from season five into season six. Uh, season seven is when they have the whole stuff with Alex getting in the way. But then they eventually, you know, get married in season eight. They have kids. They have uh, twins, right? Yes. Jude and, and uh, Davis. Yes. Beautiful stuff. We get the whole clothes over bros. She creates her own clothing line in when she's in high school, ladies and gentlemen. Her own clothing line. She's the, the captain of the cheerleading team. Uh, she has she's the best friend of everybody. She saved Jamie's life. She saved Jamie's life, ladies and gentlemen, during the, the, the fourth or fifth car accident on this damn show. Uh, she saves Jamie's life when he's about to drown. Tells Julian, save him. He's a child. I, I will always remember that scene. She 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 deals with, you know, getting abused by Xavier. Takes him down not once, but twice. She becomes a mother, a stepmother for Sam. Oh, man. Like, the the, the, the countless reasons why, why Brooke is the best character on this list. Yeah, yeah she was amazing. She, like we said, she had the best. Uh, character arc she had the most growth she just yeah she was the absolute best in spite of having 
the worst parents. The worst, as 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 we established with her dad, and we'll get to her mother. We'll get yeah. to her. Uh, next, we got Anna, who is the sister of Felix. Uh, she starts off in a relationship with Lucas, then eventually uh, becomes friends with Peyton, but it's a little bit more because she really kind of realizes her sexuality in that friendship with uh, Peyton, and we find out that she got kicked out of her former school because she was in a relationship with a female there that Felix basically caused the whole issue that got her uh, removed from that school and they moved to Tree Hill and then she basically goes off after like season two to be with that girl but she was not there very long so were you on the show or good character I would say were you on the show yeah I agree I agree there Peyton's dad were you on the show automatically automatically you you kept going on a boat he had multiple actors that played him and like he was gone so long on a boat that you didn't even notice it was a new actor when he came back like he, just, no. he had a facelift he had a facelift Have you yeah seen apparently <laughs> next we got mia who is like uh she's a part of a band with kevin federline in season five and they realize Haley and Peyton that she is the talent of the whole group. And we see that she's, you know, a musician and a great singer. And she becomes like a star. She becomes a star thanks to Haley and Peyton uh, discovering her. She gets in a relationship with Chase, but she's all off on tour and stuff. So that doesn't work out. She eventually comes back. They they uh, have sex with each other, I think, at the uh, one of these weddings, one of the many mm-hmm. weddings. I think it was the only wedding that didn't have a, a bad incident happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, they made an impact there. Uh, Mia, I think, is another one. Were you on the show or a good character? I would say good character. Yeah. I liked her character a lot, and I thought that she had a lot of growth as well. Agreed, yeah, because she was very shy, used to wear the hoodie all the time, and then uh, had her glow up. Yes. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's another one. I, I immediately go Hall of Fame, Whitey Durham. Oh, yes. Love Whitey. Whitey Durham is a Hall of Famer the coach of the Tree Hill Ravens, the father figure of the entire show. Like, cause he's a father figure, but not just the high school kids. He's a father figure for the adults. For, Keith, for, for Dan, for Deb, for Karen. Karen, oh. all of them. Uh, now with knowing that Keith was supposed to be 35 when he died, they probably pretended like Whitey was like 42 or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Whitey was like 50. He was yeah. like 50. He was supposed to be 50, even though that man was in the 60s. Uh, that least man least. was 85 years old. <laughs> yeah, I love Whitey. Whitey was great. I, I loved finding out that Nathan still was like, uh, you know, had a relationship with yes. him in the later seasons. That was nice to find out. And the moment with Dan, when Dan was like, uh, had to come into Jesus moment. Yes. All good stuff there. All right, we're back to Clay. Where does Clay go now? Oh, no. I guess we got to put him on good character. Because he wasn't bad enough to be trash. He was stupid enough to be trash. Yeah. This, is, this is like we needed a whole other category for Clay. Like We need just a Clay category. That's like, what are you doing? Like... <laughs> 
Can I make a new? Can I make a new? Oh, we can add. Yes, I can add a row above or below. Below. Okay. Well, no, we'll add it. We'll add one below trash. No, just above trash. Clay. I mean, truly. <laughs> we literally could not, could not find a tier for you. We had to create. Well, none of them fit because he's not a good character. But he's not trash. He's just, what is wrong with you? Like, you, you forgot you had a son. <laughs> like, what? Why are you not in an inpatient facility when you are so delusional that you're dancing with your dead wife and you forget that you have a whole child? And then, and then when you're trying to get a new client, it just so happens to be a freaking doppelgander of your wife. Yeah. And then Quinn's just like, oh, now we have a kid to raise? Cool. <laughs> that, no, that's cool. <laughs> All right. Whatever. No. These people. Oh, man. Chase. Chase is next. I say Chase is in good character. I Especially in the later, the later seasons. He was really good. Yeah, I really like Chase a lot. Especially his re relationship with uh, with Jamie's best friend. Yes. Uh, Chuck. Chuck, yes, Chuck. I, 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 I was forgetting the name, but I was like, it's always something because he always used to say it. Chuck, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tara, I don't know how Tara is on this list, but Lindsay and Nikki aren't. But Tara is the owner of the shop across the street from Karen's Cafe. Yes in season eight and she's the girlfriend of uh chris keller who cheats on him with his best friend chase uh she also hires xavier for some reason that makes me want to put her in trash <laughs> yeah i feel like she either has to be in trash or were you on the show were you on the show seems more appropriate seems more appropriate and here we are victoria davis the mother of brooke davis the mother who only basically shows up or acknowledges Brooke's existence after she has a successful clothing line and <laughs> and basically tries to steal the clothing line yes. from underneath Brooke at the same time. Eventually, they, they try to give her a redemption arc, but it felt like too late. But. Uh, Vicky was trash. You can't try to be a good parent when your daughter is already like... 27. <laughs> it's a little too late. A little, yeah. Just a little too late. Where were you when she was the girl with the red door? Like, no. We're done with you, Vicky. Facts. You suck. You suck, Vicky. You really do. Uh, next we have Karen. Oh, Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer. She dealt with so much. You gotta put her right next to Keith. Or in between Keith and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> kind of where she was. <laughs> oh, Karen. I have I have no bad words for Karen. No, great mother, like great mentor to like Haley and Brooke and Peyton. Has a good relationship with everybody. So gotta play Karen. Yeah. She even gets along with Dan. This is true. She did at one point. Uh Crazy Nanny Carrie. Trash. 
<laughs> right next I mean, to Psycho Derek. Between I mean, Psycho Derek and Xavier. She was nuts. Like, no nanny carry. Tries to seduce Nathan. Tries to make Jamie believe that she's the mama. Uh, then kidnaps Jamie at, at Lindsay and Lucas's wedding. Mm-hmm. And has to get yoked up by Dan to to release uh, uh Jamie, and then eventually kidnaps uh Dan and holds him hostage for like a while. Uh, he was he didn't even know he was in the woods until yeah. <laughs> thought he was in a whole hospital. He thought he was in a whole hospital. I oh. will say that one of the funniest things with her is that her character was also, or the actress that played her was on um, Pretty Little Liars. And so I never, she was always kind of sus on Pretty Little Liars, but like never was, she wasn't a main character. She was a sister of one of the main characters. And I was always like, she's going to murder someone. Because it's just like, I couldn't get it out of my head. Like, no, she's going to kill somebody. That's all there is to it. She's crazy Nanny Carey. Like that's, she is. That's it. that's it. After you see her on the show, you would know. Uh, next, we got Julian, who comes in in season five. We went over a lot of his stuff already. He's the ex of Peyton. So he kind of is coming in uh, when they want to make a film out of uh, Lucas's book, uh, the, the Ravens book, which is about his love of Peyton and tells the story of him, Peyton, Brooke, Nathan, and all this stuff. And he basically, we find out that from reading the book, he fell in love with Brooke because Brooke was the one he related to the most and their relationship is very beautiful and well done throughout like the later seasons one of the best reasons to watch the show after season six yeah absolutely i agree where do you think he belongs hall of fame wow you think he's a hall of famer i do because i i think that we wouldn't have got the brook that we got if it wouldn't have been for julian and he was just all around a good person. He had a shitty dad. And he was still just, he just wanted to help people. That's Unlike right. almost everyone on the show. <laughs> that is fair. And finally, we have Rachel, who trash. trash. Rachel is trash, but I also always felt like Rachel got a bad reputation. Because, like... Okay, she did stuff that was terrible. She was in high school. They were all doing stuff that was terrible. And, like, they're all sleeping around. But because she's sleeping around, they're calling her a slut. And I'm like, meh. But she was still trash. I only say she was trash because when when she got older and got married to Dan. And basically, how, how are you the worst person in a relationship with Dan Scott? Exactly. That makes you trash automatically. Like, you're terrible, and she broke Mouth's poor little heart, and yeah. And then stole the money from Peyton as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, trash. Trash. And the end of trash, but still trash. And there there we have it. There's our character tier list. Anything we want to fix as far as uh, Ravens Hall of Fame, I think this is the right order for the Ravens Hall of Fame. Brooke, Nathan, Haley, Jamie, Dan, Karen, Keith, Whitey, Julian. Yeah. Yearbook, we got Skills, Q, Mouth, Jake, and Chris Keller. Mm-hmm. Any anything you want to change here? No, I would leave that. 
good characters. We got Peyton, Alex, Ellie, Sam, Millie, Deb, Mia, uh, Quinn, and Chase. I would say that's right as well. I love this is very female heavy. And then Chase at the end here for good characters. He's, he loves it. <laughs> Were you on the show? We got uh, Ted Davis, Owen, Bev, Bevin, Bevin. Me, uh, Taylor, Cooper, Anna, Peyton's dad. I, I know his name, but I'm just going to keep calling him Peyton's yes. dad and Tara. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Clay, we have Clay. Clay. <laughs> Trash. We have Lucas at top above murderer Xavier, <laughs> kidnapper of kids Nanny Carey, kidnapper of teens, uh, crazy uh, psycho Derek, uh, terrible mother, terrible mother Victoria Davis, gaslighter and homophobe uh, Felix, <laughs> and somehow the worst person in a relationship with Dan Scott Rachel. I think we may be a little hard on Lucas Scott. <laughs> That's why I had to go over. <laughs> I had to go over the people we put Lucas above. But the problem is we would have to make a whole new row for him, too. Because he's not a good character. And we know he was on the show. So he could, like he's got to be trash. Yes, he has to be trash, <laughs> but I, I, I just found it too funny that he's above all these people. I'm keeping it that way. I'm sorry. I gotta keep it that way. <laughs> people are going to be so mad at <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, that brings us to a close here. That was so much fun, Cher. I had such a good time going all over all these characters from One Tree Hill over nine seasons. Any final thoughts and then anything you want to plug? Um, Just watch One Tree Hill. Watch the first six-ish seasons and then you can pretend like it's over. But um, you really could, you really could, because really I always, I always, I rewatching it, I was like, they literally could have ended this after yeah. season six. Yeah, like some people say season four, but I'm like, no, nah, that's too short. Season six, perfect ending. You get Peyton and and Lucas riding off. You get Julian back with Brooke. Uh, Pay, uh Nathan makes the NBA. Everything's fine. You we got Jamie. Right we there. get the seasons with Jamie. Yeah, it could, it could have ended there, but. Yeah, um, I love One Tree Hill. I'm glad that we finally got to do this. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's about it. I'm excited that we did it, though. Me too. Me too. I'm so glad we were able to finally do this. So we'll we'll, we'll post this uh, this this tier list when this video drops on Fightful Overbooked. I put out a tweet before we started filming, and I can't wait to go back to the tweet to see if anybody uh, put Lucas as the goat character of One Tree Hill. <laughs> so they'll be very pissed when they see our tier list here. Hope not. Share. Uh, <laughs> they could see you here on Fightful Overbooked over on uh, Strong Style, and tell them about your channel. Uh, yeah, you can follow my channel, which is called Hello Doll with Share. And um, right now there is a video <laughs> up of my kids trolling me about wrestling. So you can um, catch that. And my youngest continuously saying his favorite wrestler is either Hulk Hogan or Hornswoggle. 
Um, so that was an enjoyable time. Um, and then I've got a strong style coming up sometime this week that will be up. So listen to share. Look at the style she has on right now. She knows her strong style. Yeah, look at these pants. Hey, hey, styling <laughs> on them, styling on them. She got she got her stylist Brooke Davis on the job. Um, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. You see me on Fightful Overbook every Tuesday, 8:30 a.m. Eastern Time. FMC. Our interview with Mark Long is up right now. And yeah, anything else? I don't know when this is up, but like it, share it with your friends, subscribe if you are new. And we want to hear the comments in the comments down below. We've had that on our OC tier list. Let us know you what you thought about One Tree Hill overall. And what do you think about our tier list? Let us know in the comments. But that is Cher Delaware. I am SP3. And this has been our One Tree Hill character tier list signing off. I don't want to be anything other than what I'm trying to be like.